0: The whole multitude of disciples sang this hymn as Jesus came into Jerusalem, singing, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, peace in the highest heaven. Hosanna. All of them that had followed him throughout the Galilee made this triumphant entry into Jerusalem. It's one of those stories that is important enough that it shows up in all the Gospels. So we think it probably really did happen (coughs) that Jesus arrives at some point to some fanfare in Jerusalem. Whether the whole city took notice or whether it was just sort of a small group of his disciples following along making a ruckus is a little unclear. But that Jesus did enter Jerusalem before the events that take place of his arrest in this very dramatic way. The Gospels disagree a little bit on some of the details. If you notice, Luke doesn't say anything about palm fronds. They all involve Jesus coming in from a young cult. Um, And the point is, is that all of the Gospels, however they get Jesus there, are pointing Jesus to getting to Jerusalem. In the Gospel of Luke, The whole second half is going to be about how Jesus gets himself to Jerusalem and this ministry that occurs on the way to Jerusalem. Mark, which is sort of the high-speed gospel, when Jesus enters Jerusalem, suddenly slows down and we're no longer (coughs) jumping days and weeks at a time, but we're going days and then eventually hours at a time recounting what happens there. And so it's important that Jesus shows up in Jerusalem in this way. And it's important that Palm Sunday begins the observance of what we call Holy Week. We begin... To, if we can, though sometimes the rest of the world makes it hard, to slow down a little bit. Just like the way the gospels slow down a little bit when Jesus finally makes it to Jerusalem. Because the things that happen in the scriptures over these next few days are important to understanding what happens on Good Friday and what happens on Easter Sunday. And so Palm Sunday begins that journey. Now, it's not just about that we kind of reenact what goes on throughout Holy Week. We're not putting on a play to remember what happened, you know, 2,000 years ago, but it's an invitation for us to, to go on a journey ourselves. And I think in reading the two readings from Luke, Palm Sunday is also the Sunday that we get a whole lot of gospel reading, no matter what year we're in. Because we read a gospel when we first come in and say the prayers about the Palm, and then we always read a portion of the Passion of Jesus, or so some portion of his arrest and his trial. And Luke gives us a really interesting contrast between these two scenes, between how Jesus shows up and then how Jesus gets arrested and is ultimately killed. And he begins with the scene of the disciples saying that Jesus is the king that comes in the name of the Lord. That's another difference in Luke. The other gospels don't say king. And Luke makes clear that it is his disciples that come in shouting this as he enters Jerusalem. And then Luke is going to make it very clear as the story goes on that those disciples that were once so brave to call him king suddenly begin to lose their nerve. And by the time we get to the reading that we have in the Passion, it's no longer the disciples saying, "Are you are the king, come in the name of the Lord to save us, to bring peace um, from the highest heaven. It is Jesus' accusers that say, are you the king of the Jews? Are you the Messiah? And there are no disciples there to say, yes, yes, he is. It's just Jesus there saying, well, you say that I am. Luke also gives us another interesting contrast. We don't get all of the reading today, um, but Luke, as he goes into that final week of the arrest, of course, gives us the story of the Last Supper with the disciples gathered in the upper room, including Judas and Peter. And Jesus tells them that one of them is going to betray him and Peter is going to deny him. And they say, of course, Lord, we're not going to do that. And then sure enough, as the evening plays out, that is exactly what happens. Judas hands him over to the authorities. And Peter, when given a chance to take up that loud refrain that he made coming into Jerusalem about Jesus being the Lord, uh, the king, come in the name of the Lord, suddenly says, I do not know the man. Three times. And so we're left with Jesus who began the story on top of the world. With all of his disciples and followers that ends the story standing alone. And the only people that called him king are those that mock him and deride him. We also get from Luke what I think is important for us to maybe to remember about Holy Week. That it's not so much about ourselves. We can really jump real quickly and can feel real bad like we are the ones that are portraying Jesus. You know, we do that in our own ways every day. But that's not what I think we're supposed to be doing here. Luke offers us a vision of Jesus from the beginning to the end that's not necessarily concerned with him being king or messiah or anything like that. It's concerned with him being faithful and obedient to God. From the temptation in the desert, when the devil took him up to the heights and said, throw yourself down from here and the angels will save you. And Jesus said, do not tempt the Lord your God and I'm not going to do that. To the very end, when a different group of people say, if you are the Messiah, Son of God, save yourself, come down from there, he does not do it. He remains faithful to what God's call is throughout this entire time, even while his disciples are not faithful to him. Luke wants us to know, really wants us to know, that Jesus that died on the cross is innocent. Pilate says it three times. After Jesus dies, the centurion says it. It's not like Mark where the centurion looks up and says, truly this was the Son of God. For Luke, it's important that we know that Jesus is innocent. That what Jesus came to do had nothing to do, really, with the power struggles that everybody that wanted him to be involved with. He didn't ride into Jerusalem as the conquering king, unlike the Maccabees. He didn't come to answer the violence of the world with violence. He came to be obedient even unto death and that he was innocent. This holy week as we begin with singing Hosannas and as we go into those quieter moments later on in the week as we remember the last night with his disciples, as we come to remember his death again on Good Friday and as we make our way ultimately to the glorious celebration of Easter. I think it's a time that we can be invited to remember that even when we are not faithful, God's grace and love is faithful in spite of us. That Jesus, having been betrayed and cast out and handed over, continued to be faithful to the love of God that had been incarnate in his person. Our salvation doesn't come from anything that we do or don't do. It comes from God's graciousness and overflowing love and forgiveness offered to us through Jesus Christ. And this is a week where we can slow down and remember that and rest and take easy that it's not up to us to save ourselves. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.